Hello there, and welcome back to the Leading with Purpose podcast. Today, I want to talk about epiphanies or tipping points in terms of how we become more sustainable in our companies. Have you ever experienced an aha moment or a life-changing revelation that seemed to come out of nowhere? Have you ever had this feeling that the answers just came to you? These so-called epiphanies are extremely rare and very powerful. In our work with sustainable companies, and let me remind you that sustainable companies are those that have integrated a contribution to society into their business models, we have found that the leaders, often the CEOs, recount having an epiphany or a moment of clarity that led to their own personal transformation, and that this personal change motivated them to transform their companies. Take, for example, the iconic Ray Anderson, CEO of Interface, the floor cover manufacturer in Georgia. You, Many of you will recall that he talked about the spear in the chest moment. This is the moment when he realized that his company was, in his own words, plundering the earth. And this so-called epiphany started him down the path of reinventing his company around a strong commitment to sustainability. And then there's Lee Scott the former CEO of Walmart. Lee recounted how his moment of truth came when he saw Walmart employees responding to Hurricane Katrina. He told the story of an employee who took a bulldozer to clear a path through the store to find dry items to give to neighbors. And he asked himself what it would take for Walmart to be that company, that company at their best. In a speech shortly after Katrina, He said that the time had come to better define who we are and what leadership means for Walmart in the 21st century. And he said, nothing brought this home more clearly than Hurricane Katrina. Brian DeLottenville is the founder and CEO of Benevity, Canada's first B Corporation and the global leader in corporate social responsibility and engagement software. They say that this software powers goodness programs such as volunteering, grant making, and other pro-social behaviors. I had the pleasure of interviewing DeLottenville for my book, and he told me about the time his young daughter, who at the time he said was age six or seven, asked him what he did for a living. And he said, for the first time, he began to really think about what he did for a living. He laughed and he said the answer he gave her at the time was something like, I fix up companies and sell them for as much money as I can, honey. Granted, he said he didn't use those exact words, but he told me that this got him thinking about his professional legacy and realizing that his actions and his intentions weren't as aligned as he would like for them to be. He said he had always intended to leave the world a little better than he found it. I could go on and on telling stories of CEOs who have shared their stories about their own transformations that led them to transform their companies or start new ones to be sustainable. So here's the challenge. If you are a change maker, and that could be you may have a role inside of your company in areas such as corporate social responsibility corporate citizenship, sustainability, or perhaps you're a consultant helping other companies become more sustainable. Or maybe you're just someone in a company with a passion towards sustainability who wants the company you work for to commit to a purpose beyond profits. 
the challenge? What do you do to help facilitate these epiphanies? How do you make change if the CEO must have an epiphany that transforms his or her thinking first before any major change can occur? Well, here's an insight from our research. What we've found is that corporate transformations do usually start with a CEO or a very senior level level leader whose own perspective is changing radically. But as we delved into exactly how this happens, we discovered that these epiphanies resemble what I'm going to call a personal tipping point. Their moments of clarity don't normally come out of nowhere. There are conditions that make these turning points more likely. And as our research shows, often these conditions are created by the CEOs or the senior leaders interacting with people and contexts outside of their own organizational boundaries. Let me give you some examples. Let's take Ray Anderson again, for example. Before Ray Anderson had his spear in the chest moment, Interface had formed an internal task force to address a major customer's concern about the environment. In fact, Interface stood to lose a fairly important sale from this customer who was unhappy about what they were doing to the environment. Fortunately for Interface, an associate in the research division started up the task force and invited Ray to give the kickoff speech. While Ray was obsessing about this speech, he came across the Paul Hawken book, The Ecology of Commerce, and his moment of clarity hit him like a spear in the chest. So was that epiphany out of nowhere? I would argue that it was more like a personal tipping point. Anderson said he felt something had been nagging at him in the back of his mind. He said, maybe it was my conscience. In talking about his experience, he acknowledged that people both inside of his organization, Jim, the guy from research who brought the customer complaint to him and wouldn't let it go, and outside, Paul Hawken, who framed the issues for him. A second example is Lee Scott from Walmart. He talked about how he was feeling the pressures of all the criticisms of Walmart back in 2005 when all these things were occurring. And and this was right before his moment of clarity. He had his moment of clarity when he visited some of the sites where Walmart had stores in the path of Hurricane Katrina. And Brian DeLottenville was already writing checks for charity and attending fundraising events for social causes. He'd also become an angel investor in a company that was formed around consuming for good. And he was even poking around in nonprofits for a while. So he learned the landscape of investing in social missions before he had his epiphany when his daughter asked him what he did for a living. So, do these epiphanies spring out of nowhere? I don't think so. Both Scott and Anderson and DeLottenville were influenced by a context outside of their own organizations. They were influenced by customers, activists, and they were undoubtedly influenced by people within their organizations. Anderson was influenced by this task force that was pushing him to respond. All of these stories fit neatly into our own research findings about personal journeys of the CEO. 
external interactions are critical and internal pressures and experiences can also lead to these moments of clarity. So here's the challenge. The challenge is getting our leaders to support our company's transitions to becoming more sustainable. And there are solutions. There are some steps that we can take. First, we have to create the conditions for our own epiphanies. And then second, we have to do what we can to create the conditions for the epiphanies of our leaders. And here are some of the conditions that tend to really help epiphanies along. Number one, exposure to different worldviews. The more groups you interact with, the more likely you are to have an epiphany. Diversity and inclusion are significant topics in companies these days. Take full advantage of exploring differences while turning off that judgment part of your brain. Second, interact with lots of people and organizations outside of your own place of work. Rob Frederick, a friend of mine and the VP and Director of Corporate Brand and Communications at Brown Foreman, put it like this. You must interact with the unusual suspects. And if you are a change agent attempting to enable sustainability-related epiphanies higher up in your company, you can bring the unusual suspects to the table and provide your leaders with a good reason to engage with them. These days, it isn't hard to find these reasons with activists, consumers, and investors all asking our companies what we stand for. Third, change your environment from the routine. When Scott from Walmart visited stores in the areas affected by Katrina, he had his moment of clarity. Take the time to do something completely different. Patterns emerge when we are trying to make sense, when we are outside of our normal environment. Step out of your normal routines and encourage others to do the same. Provide them with opportunities to do this. And fourth, and this is an interesting one, I think. Raise awareness of our multiple identities. Well, that's a mouthful. But really what it means is that all of us play different roles in our lives. Many of us are professionals. We are also citizens and in our communities. Some of us are parents. Most of us are members of organizations, maybe of churches or trade organizations or social clubs. And often epiphanies occur when we become acutely aware that our identities, our multiple identities, aren't in sync. Remember that Lottenville had his epiphany when he was involved as a father, not as a CEO. To summarize, if organizations are to transform, leaders must transform personally. Often these leadership transformations come in the form of epiphanies, but epiphanies do not land out of the blue. They are more like tipping points that occur given the right conditions. I want to end with a quote from Joe Confino, the executive and executive editor at Huffington Post. He said this in an article in The Guardian a few years ago, actually. He said, all the science in all the world will not have the same impact as that one moment of revelation. It is often an epiphany rather than greater knowledge 
that leads to the raising of consciousness and concrete action. So go out and create the conditions for your own epiphanies and influence the conditions for the epiphanies of the leaders of your organization. Until next time, thanks for listening.